The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out CybionicsCGM.com. This is the Insulone Podcast, where I, own Costello, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, the past few weeks of like, obviously to a lesser extent, feel as if I'm kind of re-diagnosed because I've had to reanalyze and just overlook everything that I'm doing again in terms of ratios, exercise, my basal insulin, my fast acting insulin. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulone podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us again for another day. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope you're having a good day. I'm sitting here staring, glaring into Graham O'Toole's face through webcam. What's the crack? Staring into my soul. I used yeah. to have a boss <laughs> who used to say that I would sit in meetings and stare into his soul. Really? Could you imagine that from me? Little old me. One of your bosses said that to you. One of my, one of my old bosses used to go, you're doing it again. And I go, what? And he goes, you're staring into my soul. And I go, I'm just listening to what you're saying. Now, the thing is, me and him wouldn't always agree on things, um, but I'd have to accept what he said. So maybe I uh, I say a lot with my facial expressions, my facial expressions. It wouldn't be like you to be very strongly opinionated, Graham. Oh, when, when I want to be, Owen, <laughs> when I want to be, I go for it. <laughs> if I believe in something when it comes to my uh, career, I make sure it's well known. So I'm actually, still I, are you on good terms? Oh, we are actually, because I've, we've both mellowed over the last, uh, this is maybe about three or four years ago now. Uh, we've both mellowed since, so I think we're all right. He's actually not my boss anymore, but he still works in the building. You got him kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't control me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I control him. <laughs> so what's happening anyway? Not much. I just want to do a, a quick shout out to last week's guest, Katie. My days. That was an episode and a half. And even last week when I was um, listening to two episodes, first one was about Katie. And then like, nearly halfway through, perfect part two about her brother, Nick. And... I think you summed it up perfectly at the end where you like to come on and be really positive about diabetes and how it doesn't have to uh, have a negative impact on your life. But you do have to take it seriously Hmm. because 
things can happen and unfortunate things can happen just like happened to Katie's brother Nick um, passing away from DKA. But I just think it was so well told by Katie and I have no doubt that it will definitely help other people out there struggling with diabetes. And also as a, a bit of a stark reminder that, you know, it can get very serious and maybe, who know, we don't know. We don't know how the world works, but maybe Katie's episode has kind of clocked something in someone's head going, I'm going to make sure I'm going to be even more attentive to my bloods. Mm. And who knows, it could save them getting seriously ill in the future. Yeah, 100%. And I think what we want to do on this podcast is, you know, highlight the positive aspects of things. How can we stay positive? How can we stay on top of our bloods? How can we always be in control to the best of our ability? But it's also just as important to highlight how serious a condition diabetes actually is when things don't go as planned all the time. Katie told it in a beautiful way and the fact that she's even on podcasts talking about that story, I'm sure is helping a lot of people out there. So it was a, it was a hard hitting one, but I think it was an important one to get out there. Yeah. I think we both really appreciate Katie coming on because I've no doubt that that was hard to tell that story. And I'm sure she's told that story a few times in the past as well. I, I was reading an article she did online before the podcast as well, where she told the story as well. So fair play to Katie. Um, hopefully she'll use that negativity from what happened to Nick to um, hopefully positively impact someone else's life around the world with diabetes. Fingers crossed. So Owen, I think it's good to be transparent on this podcast. We were having a few messages back and forth today as to what topic we were going to do. And you were saying, oh, let's do uh, well, we say let's do decision making, decisions, decisions, decisions. And then we had a chat. We were just chatting before we pressed record. And you said something very interesting that has surprised me because um, I was completely unaware. But since you've recovered from COVID, you've been requiring a lot more insulin because your bloods are still impacted. Can we get into that? Because there are going to be studies done on this in years to come about the effect of COVID after someone gets it on multiple conditions that's going on. So let's concentrate on diabetes. Let's try and kind of go to an area where you can remember when you recovered. Were you surprised that they didn't return back to normal straight away? What's happening? Yeah, absolutely. So basically, like, obviously the 10 days of isolation when I had COVID, my bloods were very, very different. And I obviously touched on that in the previous COVID episode, if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and listen to it because it's certainly an experience to, to say the least. But I was expe- I was expecting and anticipating my bloods to be like very, very difficult to manage within those 10 days. Yeah. So they were difficult. I was taking a lot more insulin. Felt as if I was injecting as if like it was just water and just wouldn't bring my bloods down. And the one I always remember is I would check my bloods and they were like 17 millimoles. I would take a four unit correction three hours later, check my blood sugar. And then they'd be like up at 20. (laughs) So very difficult to get down. But because I was expecting that, I wasn't overly surprised. Whereas now that I have recovered and I've been COVID free for, I'd say well over a month now. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. My blood sugar's, are still different. So not the same Mm. as during COVID, but not what they were before your diagnosis. So you're in a kind of a different space now that you've never been in before. 
Pretty much, yeah. So the, the past few weeks have like, obviously to a lesser extent, feel as if I'm kind of re-diagnosed because I've had to reanalyze, reevaluate, and just overlook everything that I'm doing again in terms of ratios, exercise, my basal insulin, my fast acting insulin. Everything has just been different. There hasn't been one ratio that stayed the same. So do you have a new kind of standard or is it continuously changing every single day? It actually feels as if it's just changing every day. Wow. So to give an example, right, I've always been like super sensitive to insulin because I train a lot and I prioritize resistance training and that's obviously a massive impact on overall sensitivity. But for the last, I'd say, two-ish years, my insulin to carb ratio has been one unit of insulin to 30 grams of carbohydrate. So that's very sensitive. The standard that you'll kind of be started at when you're diagnosed is say one unit of insulin to 10 grams of carbohydrate. But again, it can depend on person to person, as we know. Yeah. But now, as even this morning, today, my insulin to carb ratio was one to 15. So it was halved. So just so I can get right in my head, you need more insulin or less insulin for the, what you eat? More. You need more insulin now. So you need basically double. Double. Okay. Even saying that, it hasn't been consistently double. Yeah, that's strange. It's been some days double, some days triple, some days a half. And it's it's almost as if it's just kind of changing all the time. Yeah. Now, what I was told by the HSE, so that's obviously the National Health Service in, in Ireland. What I was told when I was initially diagnosed was that once you test positive for COVID, you can potentially test positive for up to nine months. Now, that doesn't mean that you have COVID or you're, you're infectious, but it just means that if I was to go get a PCR test or an at-home antigen test, it would likely come out as positive. So mm-hmm. if I'm to travel abroad or whatever it is, I basically have to get proof of recovery that I've recovered from COVID. But anyway, so with that then, COVID in itself because it's a virus and a flu or whatever whatever it is, it causes inflammation in your body. And that inflammation apparently is what is causing my bloods to act so differently. So it's like my, my basal insulin has, has changed, my insulin to carb ratio has changed, even how my bloods are when I exercise, I feel has changed. So let's just call them under different headings for the sake of the episode. So even with my long lasting, so my basal, I take Lantus and I split my Lantus into 12 units at 9 a.m., 12 units at 9 p.m. I know that me specifically, it doesn't last the full 24 hours. So that's why I split it. It Gives me more freedom. I'll go into that in another episode. But basically that 9 a.m., a 9 p.m. dose has always been 12 units in the morning, 12 units at night. But now, over the last few weeks, it's been like 13, 14 in the morning, 13, 14, 15, 16 in the evening. And I'm having almost like different effects of that. Some days my bloods would be really, really, really high. Some days they'd be consistently lower. It's been hard to try and find that perfect dose that has been working <laughs> working so well for me for so long so that's why it's it's strange to have to fully reanalyze these sort of numbers 
But even with that, my insulin to carb ratio has been all over the place. Now, when I say all over the place, I don't want anybody to think, oh, I, I've had COVID, so therefore my bloods are going to be a nightmare. This can be different for everybody. I know loads of people who had COVID who didn't see any change or or difference at all. So this is just coming down to me and my own experience, obviously. But my insulin to carb ratio, my insulin timing has always been, like I said, one unit of insulin for 30 grams carbs. Mm-hmm. And my pre-bolus time was always 15 minutes. So I was so confident of that, that pretty much every meal I had, if I had an accurate 1 to 30 carb count and an accurate disciplined pre-bolus time of 15 minutes, my bloods are pretty much going to stay where I want them to stay. Now, (laughs) over the past few weeks, when I was kind of testing this out first, and obviously how I noticed the difference was the fact that I was sticking to my consistent ratio, sticking to my consistent time, but my bloods were consistently spiking and spiking way faster. And once they spiked, they would stay a lot higher. So it wasn't like they just spiked and came back down. Yeah. So obviously, because I'm kind of constantly analyzing my bloods, I noticed that. So I said, hmm, okay, why is this happening? What's different here? I'm pretty much eating the same types of foods. I'm training. I'm using the same ratios, the same timing. Why is this so different? So I then kind of tested out with the different ratios. So I tried, say, 1 to 25 instead of 1 to 30, 1 to 20 instead of 1 to 25, 1 to 15 instead of 1 to 20. So I was always looking at how much is my blood sugar spiking here and how much more insulin do I need to keep taking? So it then basically got to a stage where I got to the 1 to 15 and that ratio was working. So I kind of figured out the ratio. So instead of 1 to 30, I was 1 to 15. But then even after that, I was still spiking way faster in terms of the volatility of the spikes. But my insulin timing was way off. So I now knew that my ratio is off and my timing. Okay. So instead of my 1 to 30 with 15 minutes, I then got to a 1 to 15 with about 20 25 minutes pre-bolus. So even today, let me look at my bloods right now. Come on, I'm on podcast. Make sure they're good. <laughs> <laughs> so they're 6.8. So I'm happy with that. But even today, I'm even finding that my bloods in the morning are rising a lot more than they would have. So my resistance in the morning, so like dawn phenomenon or foot to floor, that I wouldn't usually experience that much anymore or haven't experienced it for a while. It's always going up in the morning, regardless of if I'm eating or not. And then I've had, as you know, Graham, I always try and stick to like have my last meal at least three-ish hours before bed. So I'm pretty confident going to bed that my bloods are going to stay in range. Even with that, I've had like these random, crazy spikes throughout the night. And then they're staying really high throughout the whole night. So... I'm hoping that it's still it's still caused from like the inflammation due to the fact that I had COVID because that's what a doctor was saying. And hopefully that kind of wears off in time. But I've just found it fascinating because I've always been super routined 
in terms of how I manage my bloods and the food I eat and the insulin I take and the timing I use to take my insulin. So when things were like way out of whack, it was just completely different. Yeah. But I found it fascinating because it's something that I've never gone through before because I've never had an experience like COVID before. But it's been interesting to reevaluate it. And I think because you know, like I obviously preach on this podcast all the time, don't react emotionally to your bloods, mm-hmm. don't react emotionally to your bloods, which I always say, and which is a very important part of managing your bloods. And I think because I really believe that and live by it, it's helped out. Because I know that if I was to react emotionally to my bloods, I would have been having an absolute nightmare of a month because they've been so inconsistent. My time and range is just way down to what it usually is. I've been taking a few notes here, writing down questions. Uh, and one of them was, have you been implementing your own ethos of being patient with your bloods? But you answered that one. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is a thing. I was just wondering, does it bother you that you've become less insulin sensitive? Like, was it a bit of a kind of a badge of honor that you were? I don't know if it is. I don't know if that's a thing. But does it bother you now that you have to take more insulin? No, not at all. Like, the, well, <laughs> the only reason why it would annoy me is because that would lead to my blood sugars fluctuating a lot more. Yeah. But in terms of my actual ratio changing, like it doesn't really make a difference to me as long as I can keep my bloods where I want to keep them. But it's not like a, oh, I'm great because my insulin to carb ratio is 1 to 30. That's completely irrelevant. Okay. But it's more about how when things inevitably change with your management, when your ratios change and your stress levels change and your sleep patterns change and your routine and your stress in work, all these different things will inevitably change at some stage in your life. It's important that we have a good amount of, I suppose, like our core knowledge around our bloods so that we can confidently make these sort of adjustments. In terms of exercise, I know you do a lot of exercise. Has it changed in terms of your bloods when, say, you go on for a run? I know you're big into running these days. 100%. Yeah. So I even, even how I've been preparing for a run has been different because... What I noticed was that my bloods weren't dropping as much with a run, which is actually a good thing because if I've been super sensitive to insulin from my own past experience, if I have any fast acting insulin on board, it's likely that my bloods are going to drop during a run. But now because my resistance seems to just be consistently higher, my bloods have actually stayed a lot more stable through a run. It's because one of the, I think a couple of weeks ago I did two half marathons and there was like no issues on on separate days but I I basically didn't have any issue my bloods pretty much stayed consistent through the whole time which was so weird because they were slightly higher yeah yeah okay so generally I would usually prepare for a run let's say it's a 5 or a 10k I would likely not have any food before that. It, no, I'm not advising anybody does that. That's just what I, that's just what I like to do. And when I train fasted, I've no insulin on board. I've no fast acting insulin in my system. And that has worked well for me to keep my blood stable. Now, even with that, I might 
kind of halfway through the run or whatever it is, need a banana or a cereal bar or glucose tablets or whatever, just to kind of top my bloods back up. Whereas now in my recent runs, I almost haven't needed any of that. It's just kind of been stable mm. because I seem to just be a lot more insulin resistant. And, that, and that's obviously why I'm requiring a lot more insulin these days too. So overall, my long lasting insulin, my background basal has gone up by anywhere between two to six units per 24 hours. And then my fast acting, which is Nova Rapid, my old ratio was one to 30. My new ratio kind of chops and changes between one to 15, one to 20. And that's with nothing else having changed apart from the fact that I had COVID. Because I know that when, when I had COVID, I referred to it again in that episode was that, of course, having COVID is going to affect my bloods. But on top of it, the fact that I wasn't training or, or exercising as much was going to have an impact too. But now I can pretty much say that the only thing that has changed is the fact that I had COVID because I'm back training and back running. So my sensitivity should be where it was, but hopefully it's due to that inflammation that the old doctor was saying. So, so we'll see. Yeah. Did not expect that at all because you're, you're hearing of long COVID in people and people struggling with, um, with their lungs and being able to run. And I know I was watching on the news there a few weeks ago about people who used to be able to run marathons and can barely walk out to get their posts at their gate these days. But mm. this is very interesting. I'd be actually um, interested to hear if anybody who's listening right now has had a similar experience. If you had, um, do give us an email or if you are having it at the podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing your stories as per usual. Uh, where do you think it's going to go on? Do you, what's your gut saying? Do you think that it will come back to normal or do you think this is the quote unquote new normal? Oh, good question. Um, my gut saying it'll go back. I hope. Yeah. But look, if it doesn't go back, sure, there's not much I can do about it. I can just consistently train, keep my routine to what, to what it is. If my ratios change permanently, it's fine. It's just about adjusting to new ratios and new standard. And I think the important thing is to have that core amount of information or knowledge around your own management, whether that be your ratios, your basal, your insulin timing, your overnights, all these kind of things. It's important to know what your standard is at, at any given time, because when you see things changing, which they will they're 100% going to change at some stage due to, like I said, stress and work, stress and a relationship. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But when you can compare your old standard to how things are changing, it gives you more confidence to adjust to those changes. So because I knew that consistently my ratio is going to be 1 to 30, pre-bolus time, 15 minutes, basal insulin, 24 units over a 24 hour period. When I noticed those changes, I could say, okay, what do I need to tweak here? What can I change? What needs to be adjusted? Now, I obviously didn't change all those different things at one time because then you're not going to be sure of 
which one is making the difference. Yeah. So instead of me changing basal, changing timing, changing ratios, or even my exercise routine, I changed them step by step to see, okay, if I change my basal, will that put it back? No. If I change my ratio, will that change it? Mm, not really. Do I need to change my time? Slightly. Mm. So even when you're making those sort of adjustments, don't do it all at once because then you're not even going to know what made the difference. So pick, these are my core, I suppose, core factors that I'm going to stick to. My ratio, my basal, my timing. If my bloods are up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, and a nightmare to manage, maybe I need to look at them first separately rather than all three because then you'll get lost hello thank you for the impromptu episode of the Stone podcast one that wasn't planned but i'm definitely delighted that we did do because it's a very important topic that is going to become more and more prevalent over the next coming years with people getting covid and the effects that covid is going to have on the body and especially people listening to this podcast on diabetes again if you want to share any stories about the effects covid has had on you or anything else the email address is always there, theinsalonepodcast at gmail.com. It's down in the description of this episode, wherever you're listening. Just give it a click, clickety-click, and there you are. <laughs> nice sound effects. Yeah, and look, another thing I just wanted to touch on briefly is the fact that if anybody's listening to this and they're concerned about COVID or concerned about the effects of it, don't be more concerned by this episode. COVID may affect people differently. I know loads of people that had it that are perfectly fine. This is just me and my experience. And even with that change, everything's perfectly fine. So if you did get it at any stage, you'll be fine. Just manage your levels, exercise, eat well, everything will be fine. I don't want you to be kind of spooked from this episode. It's just ratios that are changing. Ratios will always change with diabetes. That's just part and parcel of the condition. But as always... Thank you for your ears. Thank you for listening to this. As Graham said, impromptu or imp- is it um, impromptu or impromptu? I was, I was thinking impromptu, but now you've got me doubting myself. Anyway, you know what I mean. <laughs> Thanks for your time. Hope it helps. Share the podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Everybody. Everybody needs to listen. Have a good week. Have a good day. Look after those bloods and we will chat to you soon. Bye. Take it easy.